0: Right, back on the Jeff Calkins Show. Let's do this Chris Harrington. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around us. Give today
1: at churchhealth.org. He's on the uh, Service Master McCornerstone phone line. It is Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to?
0: That is uh, Ready, Steady, Go by Generation X. Billy Idol's uh, pre-solo career late 70s British punk band in honor of the Grizzlies who have finalized their roster wrapped up Brandon Clark for four more years and are ready steady to go for the regular season
1: you got a piece up at the Daily Memphian sort of advancing the season Uh, I may talk about that more honestly tomorrow Uh, but I urge people to read it uh, over at the Daily Memphian and uh, in the meantime there is news as you mentioned let's start with Brandon Clark four years 52 is that it? Uh, and so they've wrapped, Well, it, yeah,
0: it, it's four years, 50, but, but the way this works is they want you to remember the first <laughs> thing that gets reported. Um, so it's, it's four years, 50, not that it matters that much, but yeah. So
1: what, what was the, uh, what do you think of 40 years, 50?
0: I think it's totally reasonable. That's right. And I, I mean, uh, earlier this summer I had written, you know, in a, a four year deal I thought would be between 48 and 54. That's the range I put out there. So that's, that's in that range. So it's sort of what I expected. If it had been more than that, I would have sort of raised an eyebrow. If it had been less than that, I would have thought the Grizzlies got a deal. As it is, I think it's a fair deal for all parties involved. Uh,
1: I was listening to your podcast with, uh, that you did with Drew, uh, I guess, towards the end of last week. I was kind of astonished. 10th in minutes played last year? Was that it? 10th in minutes yeah, played at yeah, the Grizzlies?
0: Yeah, 10th in minutes per game. 10th in minutes per game. 19.1, I believe, was the number. Do you expect it to be higher this year? What? 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 I do. I, I think you know. I mean, I would hope. I guess. I mean, you're going from you know Kyle Anderson, a veteran, to whoever's going to fill that role, whether it's Aldama, Aldama, or the rookie, sort of a less experienced player. You know, Jaron will be out for you know the first month or so, whatever it is, and then after he gets back, I don't think he's going to start playing 33 minutes every night the second he walks out out on the floor. I think Steven Adams, who's also been extended, but I think naturally Steven Adams' minutes per game will, will trickle down over the course of his contract just as he ages. And I have to think that if they're giving Brandon Clark a four-year extension, they're really going to believe in the Clark-Jackson pairing, not necessarily as a starting lineup because you've extended Steven Adams too, right. but as a closing lineup, primary lineup. And so, yeah, I won't be surprised if, if his minutes per game don't go up. I don't know if he's ever going to be a 30-minute-a-game guy just with the way he plays and everything else.
1: So with those three guys locked in, like what else, What at the 4-5, you know, whatever, the big man rotation, you got those three. Ideally, what what else do you need and
0: have? Well, what's interesting about it is they've locked in two front-court players who don't shoot, and, and Brandon Clark and Steven Adams. And so I think, A, you know, they've, Already been reluctant. I think in, in the future more so. I don't think you're going to see those two guys playing together that much. Right. And I think they're always going to want the other front court player to be a three point shooter, which is one of the reasons they let Kyle Anderson go and, and went up to get to these guys in Roddy and Larabia, who they think will be three point shooters, even though they have not been been so in preseason. So I think you know they're going to want that fourth big and kind a of four big man rotation to always be a three-point shooter. And I think, you know, Aldama profiles as he could be that Laravia certainly profiles as he could be that. I think Roddy may end up being more of a three than a four, but I think, you know, you know, they're going to want, they're going to want every other player in the rotation, basically to be a three-point shooter. <laughs> once, you have, once you have Adams and Clark who are non-shooters.
1: In terms of LaRavia, you said that at practice, he's just knocking down shots. I don't know the numbers. It strikes me that that as a rookie to come in and make shots is one of the difficult things. Like, you can be a very good shooter and not shoot particularly well your rookie year just because of the adjustments and defenses and what entails being a good shooter in the NBA. Um, but I don't know that we have much faith that, and of course maybe it won't matter once, once Jaren's back, who knows what Jake Laravia's... Um, you know, role in the rotation will be. But I guess we don't have a whole lot of confidence that he's going to come in and start making shots, you know, these first 20 games. Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, I don't think we can know. I, I, I think we can't assume. I mean, on the one hand, like, we know he has good, pure shooting ability. You can right. you see that in his college numbers. You can see that just watching him. Um, but on the other hand, he's played basketball games in summer and now in preseason, and, like, he is, the, the shoot numbers are pretty bad on the whole. Like, he was – the first summer game he played, you know, he, he hit some shots, and since then he really hasn't. These are small samples, but they are samples. And so I, I just think, it's not, I think it's, not, it's not reasonable to have much in the way of expectations. Like, don't expect much, and if you get something good, that'll be great. But to me, think long range on the rookies. But I think that they're, like, they're going to play, and I think opening night may be a crystal clear example of this because we know Jaron won't be in the rotation. it seems like there's a good chance Dyer Williams won't be in the rotation. And so I think you'll see Roddy and LaRabia both in the rotation. And I think, you know, if they're on the pecking order, the 11th and 12th men in a 10-man rotation, which is what I think they probably are, guess what? They're going to be playing a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, You, uh, you, uh, and again, I urge people, it's it's a really good podcast that you do with Drew, and I would urge people to listen to it. In the course of this podcast, Drew said, he, uh, he said he wanted to plant his flag that Jake LaRavia will be ahead of David Roddy. Isn't that sort of obvious? Just just not necessarily because he's outplayed him, but because he's he looks like what they want that player to be, and they valued him so much they gave up two firsts to go get him, and we've seen this team is patient developing players that they sure. want to develop. Won't you be surprised I, if David Roddy I, I... is ahead of him?
0: I feel like it's going to be positional. Even though they call them both combo forwards, I feel like for now Roddy is slotted as the fifth wing and LaRavia is slotted as the fifth big. And I think the opportunity may be more about who's absent. Right Now, at some point, it may become a, like, who do we like better in the moment, LaRavia or Roddy, and that's who we'll play. But I just don't really see it as a – I don't see them as in competition with each other. I, I see them as in the same spot in different parts of the pecking order.
1: I see. All right. Uh, in terms of the roster, uh, they waived Killian Tilly. I guess we knew that was coming, but uh, yeah,
0: it was it was unavoidable.
1: Yeah. It was unavoidable. What's wrong? He's he's injured. What is this as well?
0: He he's just always been injured. I, I, <laughs> that's that's the story of Killian right. Tilly. It's too bad for him? I'm glad that he got into the NBA enough to like you know not only have G League money but get like a year a year or so of real NBA money because I just don't know with his health. You know I I, I wouldn't. You know, maybe he gets healthy if he makes it back in the NBA, but I, I wouldn't count on it, certainly.
1: All right. On the uh on the from the perspective of health, uh Steven Adams had the neck. Zaire Williams, it turns out it's a knee, not a not a wrist. What, we thought it was a that's wrist. That's what Taylor then.
0: Jenkins said. I mean it could be both, but they're calling his 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 questionable status, unofficially questionable status, seems to be something they're saying is knee related.
1: So you believe there's a reasonable likelihood we will not see him against the Knicks? but we expect to see Steven Adams.
0: Yeah, just based on the way Taylor Jenkins talked, he, he talked differently about Adams versus Williams, the implication being that Adams is, you know, I mean, again, they have not done official designations, but from the way right. they talked about it, it sounded like a probable de- designation for Adams and a questionable for Zaire Williams.
1: Yeah, so folks don't know. They, you don't have to do designations during the preseason. And so uh, we haven't really, you know, whatever. We don't have to give injury reports, right, during the preseason. Um, okay, in other news, Jordan Poole got four years, 123 guaranteed. You want me to say 140, Chris? Is that what you'd like me to say? I, I, I don't
0: work for the agents, so, you know, say whatever you want.
1: What do you think of Jordan Poole's deal?
0: Um, I'm not... I'm not crazy about spending that much money That's a lot of money for someone who is a good, a very good, but not great offensive player and a very bad defensive player. And so to me, Jordan Poole at this point is like the more the rich man's version of like the Lou Williams six man of the year guy than he is like, you know, Steph Curry. And so I mean, the cap's going up, and he's really good, and that's a good team. And, I, like, I'm not saying it's an outrage, but I don't think I would have been totally comfortable with that player at that level.
1: Would you rather have Jordan Poole or Desmond Bain?
0: I would rather have Desmond Bain because, again, uh, to, to be somewhat similar offensive player Jordan Poole, a more combustible self-creator at this point. But, you know, Desmond Bain, also a really good offensive player, and, and Bain is just a much more solid right. all-around basketball player.
1: Uh, does this... Like, I don't know, like, what's, what's, if Desmond Bain has another year, let's, let's say he doesn't even look better, but I presume he will. I presume he will, if not take another leap this year, that he will take another step this year. Um, What's a deal for, I mean, we just see Jordan Poole get four, one, you know, whatever you want to call it, 123 guaranteed, 140 is what the, whatever, is what the agent said. Um, What's a deal for Desmond Bain look like after this year?
0: I mean, it certainly could be similar. I mean, we'll wait and see um, what, you know, what kind of season he has. And, you know, we got to put all these things in the context of the cap going up. So, you right. know, another year later, the cap will be greater yet again. Um, to be a max, some people thought, all right, he's going to get a max. To be a max contract, that's going to be a five-year deal. Um, I don't So I'm, – I'm skeptical that he'll get a max, but he's going to get a really big contract. And so, we'll, we'll we will, you know, that's not something that's going to happen for another year, so I'm not that worried about it right now. But I think you bake in certainly a, a north of $100 million new contract, you know, extension for Desmond Bain.
1: Um, you, you in, in the piece today, uh, you talk about sort of just what a fun moment this is, and uh, to, to, to look ahead and to have all these games unfolding in front of us. And to have a team that's in the thick of it, you know, they are—they are this team. Whether it is going to finish with second in the in the league again, or or, or whether it finishes sixth in the West, they are certainly in the thick of it. In terms of things that though that that fans might be concerned about, um, one it would strike me is, you know, how do they how do they must how do they muddle along. And how do the replacements do until Jaron comes back? But where's Dylan in all of this? Like, he has not looked particularly good in the preseason. I know it's just preseason. What do you make of Dylan heading into this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, you obviously have a big question with Dylan, sort of overarching question about – and it's going to be hard to fully answer it maybe until Jaron gets back. But can he – can he slip into the right part of the pecking order on this team? He has never had to be like the fourth guy in the pecking order, um, for the most part, because the team has not been structured for him to be that. And last season and it was in theory, except like he only played thirty games and most of the games he played, Ja didn't play, so he didn't really have it. And so once you get, you know, these four guys on the floor he should be the fourth option, and is he going to be comfortable? Is he going to be able to be the fourth option and be a defense-first player that takes a lower-volume shots and better shot selection? So that's, that's the, the macro question with Dylan Brooks that you need to try to answer between now and the trade deadline. Um, to me, he's looked pretty sluggish in preseason, and he is not the most fleet-of-foot guy anyway. So, you know, I, I, I've, I've made a mental note about that, but I'm going to wait till real games happen and what does he look like when he's playing defense against the other team's best player because that's what matters most.
1: Right. The, um, the I, you know, obviously uh, Brandon's now been extended and Steven Adams was extended. And, you know, you said a long time ago that the math just didn't work out well for Dylan Brooks to be extended. But you did raise this question that we thought the Grizzlies might have offered whatever they could offer, and it just doesn't make sense for him to take it um, but but you've talked to some people who wondered if the grizzlies uh, not not based on any information just based on on whether that's a deal they would want to do. do we think the Grizzlies offered him a deal and he it didn't make sense, or do we think they didn't offer him a deal
0: I don't know the answer to that uh, and again i i what I reference on that pod is. I had separate just, you know, me talking to a a reporter friend, national reporter friends about it. And one sort of had my view of it, of, you know, most they could offer is 4-60, and he's no way he's taking that. Uh, And another one had the, I think, think, you know, I don't know if they want to give him that much money right now until he proves, you know, he can, you know, be the right place on this team. So I don't know the answer. I feel like that number is just so low for a – for a wing of his caliber, even when you factor in the offensive questions, that I just can't imagine. That I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that, that that he would. Even if they had offered it, I don't think he would take it. When we put it that way,
1: there are two things, two ways this could play. I mean, all kinds of different permutations as to how this could play out. But fundamentally, um, you could either trade him before the trade deadline, yeah. uh, or you could. You, you can't sign him now. So, or you could no, go. You can't.
0: You can't sign him now. You can. Oh, you it, can. It, it's, it's only the rookie extensions that had that October seventeenth. deadline. You're unlikely to
1: sign him now because this. What yeah. you can offer him, you can still offer him. The, right. but but the other. Okay, there's three options. Then you can either you can either trade him before the trade deadline. You can sign him, but we don't think that's likely, uh, given right. given all of this. Uh, or you can say, you know what, we're going to go into next off season, and because we need him, we need his defense and we don't have a better deal uh, for him by the trade deadline, and so we're going to go into the offseason, and we'll either sign him or not.
0: Or, or you, you can sign and trade him. If there's a team that's over the cap that wants Dylan Brooks next summer, and he's, you still have his bird rights, you can also sign and right. trade him. So, so is, it leaves avenues open.
1: Is yeah. there one avenue that seems more likely than any other to you?
0: Um... I I I think the like you know we'll take them into the next summer even if we don't think we'll resign them because maybe we can sign and trade them. I think that's that that's like a that's a narrow thing to thread. So I don't think I think more than likely they make an internal decision. You know, by I don't remember I don't know when the trade deadline officially is by February first or mid January or whatever um, ahead of it. I think it's more likely they make an internal decision Do we think we're going to resign him ourselves. And if we don't, we look for trades. I, I think that's. And that's something
1: you can get a sense from the agent whether you think you will be able to resign him too. You can get oh some, sure some sense. Well,
0: not, of, well, will you be able to, and do you want to? Right. I mean, those are sort of separate questions, but you know, you had to answer both of them. In it's the funny though.
1: It, one of the interesting things about it is, is that like if you are second in the West and you don't find a trade that helps you, um, right? It's very difficult. To justify dealing him, even if you think he's going to walk, right? You don't. In well, fact, if you're second I mean, in the West, but the fact no, that the I Grizzlies that I, may may take a step back—I don't know, step is take back—I think it's easier if you're sixth in the West. I don't know. Like, don't you think how the year plays out has a, some impact on that decision? Well,
0: yeah, but it, the complicated thing with that is, if you're second, he plays. So he, he is not. He's not Kyle Anderson, right? He's in your starting lineup. And so if you're second in the West, odds are things are going pretty well with Dylan Brooks. Um, and so maybe, you know, if you're having team success with him as that important player on your team, maybe you're more likely to want to sign him anyway. And so the scenario you're suggesting is you don't want to re-sign him, but he's so important to you right now. And, and I think if he's so important to you right now, maybe you want to, you want to sign him. <sighs>
1: uh Wednesday night, it's going to be the next. Chris will uh, be there. I will be there. Have you gotten, by the way, your uh, your your next, your whatever the, the most recent vaccination is you're supposed to
0: get? I got it on Saturday, yes. I still got to figure out how to. Give my information to the proper. Yeah, so or whatever, whatever it's but, called, but yes.
1: whatever it's called, you're supposed to. You, for the if you want to go into the locker room, locker rooms are open now. Whatever it's called, you have to get the most recent vaccination. What the heck's this thing? Called? I think they're calling it Tier One. If you're like a Tier One, no, no. no. What's the you, vaccination
0: called? The vaccination. It, it, is... it's, it's the. It's, a, it's like a bi something. Yeah, it's the
1: bi <laughs> thing. It's whatever that bi thing is. Well, I did what you did, and I went Sunday to CVS. And I got t I just want to tell people it's called the Pfizer bivalent. Is what it's called. The Pfizer. There's Bi- a
0: Moderna as well, but yeah, I also got the Pfizer.
1: Yeah. And um. And by the way, the CDC recommends you get it. You know, and whatever. E- even even if you're not going to be in the Grizzlies locker room, the CDC recommends you get it. I should have gotten it by now. Anyway, I will tell right. people this. I I went to a CVS on Winchester yesterday. The guy who stuck my stuck me said he had done forty two of them <laughs> yesterday. Uh. And it was easy. I got a sore arm. How about you?
0: Same. And there was, you know, I, I, had, I had signed up. I don't know if you signed up or just showed up, but I, I had signed up. And, like, there was a guy who had, I had the 10 a.m. appointment, and there was a guy at 10:15 who showed up after me. And so, it, you know, seems like there are people doing this. Yeah. Although appointments were easy to get. Like, yes, so appointments are easy
1: just... to get. I guess my point is, right. even if you're not covering the Grizzlies, you should do uh, – I'm sorry I had to be – I'm sorry I needed the Grizzlies to prompt me to do this, but I'm right. glad I did. It's just a sore arm, and, uh, and particularly you know, if you're over 50 or whatever, it certainly absolutely makes sense. I did it. Chris did it. You should do it, too. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk more uh, to Chris about the Grizzlies and what is to come.